to a KPFT membership and makes such a difference at the station. On its country roads. My earliest lessons came from driving through the South with my father. With mouths full of sunflower seeds, we talked about the things that made us Southern, black, and whole. But life ain't always beautiful, and I learned that too. One hot summer afternoon, a man with a Confederate flag license plate ran us off the road. As we pulled up to a nearby gas station, just there in front of our car was Mr. Confederate Plate himself, leaning like all villains do against the side of his car. I remember the shouting match and Mr. Confederate Flag calling my father the one name he would never answer to, looking at me and saying the same, and then gesturing that he had a gun in the car. I remember noticing similar flags on another truck and inside the gas station, and knowing instinctively that we were not in friendly territory. Van Newkirk Sr. looked my way and said something that's always stuck with me. This is who we are. Don't forget. These words often come to me. When I first heard about Tamir Rice's death at the hands of police officers, when people questioned with straight faces if our president was born in America, when a man who was endorsed by the Ku Klux Klan had characterized Mexican immigrants as rapists and has promoted stop and frisk was elected president. Donald Trump won this election by appealing to white voters and running an unabashed campaign of bigotry, racism, and xenophobia. This is the same America that killed Emmett Till and the same place that gave us Jim Crow. My wife and I are expecting a child sometime in April, and I'm left thinking about how what's happening will affect his life. One day I'm gonna look that boy in the eye and have to explain the same thing my father did to me and his grandfather to him. This is who we are. I know now that the wisdom of black fatherhood comes with a burden of sorrow. But what I also know is that America is more than the things I fear. When I remember my tears for Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown, I also remember the young black protesters who traveled thousands of miles in buses and cramped cars to protest in clouds of tear gas. I think about the fact that the popular vote of this election belongs to one of the most diverse coalitions of voters in American history. That's not nothing. I still have hope that with enough work and elbow grease, my child, descended from slaves, slave masters, immigrants, and natives, will find a way to live outside the veil. This is who we are. It occurs to me now that his phrase was both a warning and salvation. It is uh, Wednesday, July 4th, uh, 2018. Shockingly, I am at the uh, KPFT uh, studios doing this show, considering how uh, for half the day the town was flooded, and uh, just people were wondering, can I leave the house? And, uh, you know, here I am, even though, like, there was a, uh, originally a guest that was scheduled to be on the show, but... Uh, that, that ain't happening, but I got somebody, um, in her place, uh, later on, but, um, in preparing to, uh, do this show, I, uh, was, <laughs> I made a stop at a nearby watering hole, um, to, uh, try to collect my thoughts and try to figure out how I was going to, uh, do this program, cause, uh, cause I had this idea of what I wanted to do uh, in terms of uh, since this is uh, the 4th of July and it seems that uh, America is, uh, or just the idea of America is uh, in disarray. I mean, from what I gathered, from what I read, um, you know, uh, Independence Day is a day uh, to celebrate uh, when a bunch of men uh from the uh 13 colonies decided to uh, uh sign a declaration of independence to uh to basically announce how they've broken off from uh their former countries and to uh make a better life for themselves here in this area uh and turns out uh years and years later that when people try to do the same thing here uh, they uh, uh, go to jail and their children get detained. You know, just why can't 
you know, people try to want a better life for themselves considering where they were before, uh, you know, can't seem to, uh, do what the, you know, the founding fathers did. I guess, yeah, the founding fathers did what they had to do. Nobody else can do what they did. And, um... To help me get through this, um, I uh, found a guy uh, I was talking to at the uh, the watering hole. Uh, his name is uh, Will. He is a PhD student, and uh, he's here in the studio. I am here. Hey, what's up, Will? What's up, Craig? Listen, I'm I'm I'm. This is I'm going to be honest. This isn't you know. The most patriotic time for me. It's not for me either. Yeah, just like, just, you know. It's an interesting time. It is an interesting time. We, in, we live in interesting times. and you, That's what, you, that's what you call it, interesting? It's not a, well, you know, for other people, it's probably a lot less interesting. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. I think uh, one thing that I kind of wanted to bring up is, I think this is a good time to bring up what it means when people say, uh, make America great again. I think that's an interesting thing that was brought up in the 2016 election, and uh, I think it's appropriate to bring up uh, 4th of July, what that means, and uh, what the history of our country has been for the last 250-plus years. Um, And I don't think we have a uh, very—the problem is that I don't think we want to talk about this. I don't think there's a very good conversation. I'm white. I'm a white person. I'm talking I'm to gl- Craig. I'm glad you, Craig, I'm glad you brought that up first. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's um, so it's a different conversation from my perspective, I guess. Uh, especially having uh, family members that are that are white that have very different uh, opinions that I than than that what I have, and. Uh, I guess it's a it's a conversation that I don't think we we're very it's a very juvenile very nascent conversation that we're having right now because it's it just doesn't seem well I mean just look out look at what we're look at the media landscape and look at uh, how we're dealing with this conversation now it's it's almost like uh, we have done nothing in the last fifty years since the Civil Rights Act <laughs> so um, it's sad but. Uh, there are, I mean, there are glimmers of hope of what, what has occurred in, I mean, my lifetime. I'm only 30 years old, and uh, Donald Trump seems more like an anomaly than, he seems like a bug more than a feature, you know? He feels like just like a guy that, uh, we're all just kind of trying to figure out why he's here. <laughs> but this is something that has, uh, that, I've, that I've thought about for uh, for quite some time, Not even before uh, Trump was president because we could have the uh, the capability to be a better nation. Like I personally think that we, in considering the advances in technology and just how we've progressed as a society, I mean, we could just. I I thought we we'd be walking around in uh, kimonos. <laughs> Um, you know, smoking weed. Uh, well, I'm already just, doing that. I'm, li- you know, I li- am li- listening to to ambient music. You know, sixty nine each other. Yes. But it's just you know, it's it's just like we could be a laid back community. But it just seems that, uh, you know, we just 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 the idea of just people supporting one another and getting to know one another. And realizing that uh, we are not as different as it has been uh, trumpeted to be, uh, it seems that it, that's something that a lot of people refuse to do and don't want to do, and just we're just in a constant state of conflict because whenever somebody comes around and voices an opinion that's different from ours, we we tend to to shut them down or dismiss them. I I I partially agree here. I think that if you if you live in the context of being just in social media then yes. 
that's probably true. And if you probably live in uh, certain parts of this of this country, then that's probably true. But uh, as someone that has lived in uh, four different metropolitan areas in the United States now, in uh, most of my experiences, it's it's a bubble. It, I you if you live in Houston, if you live in Dallas, if you live in D.C., if you live in Austin, the places that I've lived in, well, not so much Austin, which is ironic, but in the three other places that I said. Uh, for the most part, you just talk to anyone and everyone and like, it's just, it doesn't matter what religion, creed, race, sex, sexual identification. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, that's not a real like big, that's, that's not a, I I don't think that's a, a thing that, that comes up in terms of like, um, I don't even, I don't know if conversation, that might even be bad. I think that's probably bad. I think we all live in our different bubbles. And so you have this suburbia where people probably think of people in metropolitan areas as these elitist aristocrats that are, that all probably vote for Hillary Clinton or whatever. Well, I mean, I just I was about to say because you, you, you know, the the city you brought up, their major metropolitan areas, mm-hmm. and Trump has brought it upon people, uh, especially living in uh, rural areas in the flyover states, if we can use that term, that uh, they are forgotten and that uh, they don't matter in the scheme of things. And I think that's uh, partially why. He got to where he is today. Of course and, he did. And look just, at Michigan and Ohio. Yeah, and so because of that, I mean, just like that's what won the election. Yeah, it's, it's just like I often feel that you know people need to realize that no matter where they're from, everybody got the same different. Everybody got the same damn problems in in the long. Of course. You know, in, in in the in you know when it comes right down to it, just you know if you if you if you uh, actually interact with people, uh, you learned that uh, things are not that different from how you're like. If if it wasn't for the fact that I if that I don't reach out to people and I I don't it, the fact that I reach out to people and I look to different uh forms of media not just uh i mean i mean just in terms of podcasts and people uh discussing uh their things that they've been through and what they're going through just you know just different perspectives and and as i say this i'm thinking about how you know uh, there's a lot of people have uh went to uh, different perspectives in terms of news and sure. know, facts, you know, yeah, with uh, with Fox News and like Newsmax and with Breitbart and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, just just reaching out, just finding people that are different from you and realizing that they go through the same damn things that you go through and realizing just. How America is not is not just a is not really just a melting pot, but a place where people of uh, you know different origins, different races, different religions can go through the same damn stuff, and it's just it's, it's just this collective of people going through the same things, and 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 that's that's basically it. I that's agree, and I think it comes down to a fact that we just have a hard time empathizing. Uh, if you are in a community where you're very comfortable with inside that community, then a lot of people just don't want to reach out and move outside of that community. Uh, I think that's complacency. And I think that's just what a lot of people are more likely, uh, I don't know the the right word, but they're more self-ordained. They just want to do that. That just seems like the natural thing to do is that you know you find a community and that's that's what you are comfortable with. And yeah, because it because it does makes it, it it's just like for people just to be, and that's why I went, 
I often go to places like that place we went to. Can we not say it on air? Is that is that bad? I, we can say it. I just it's I just don't want girl. people to. <laughs> I don't want people to push up on me. Just like hey, I heard you. Well, you can't. You know. I don't know if they want the people. There it's, a anyway, it's a good establishment. It's a good establishment. Yeah, it's a great establishment. It's a very yeah, good, very good. Especially happy on hour. Wednesdays with Martinez by the bar. <laughs> but um, but uh, it's just uh, you know this, this community radio. But uh. Right, right. But it's just, you know, people just, uh, whether they are apprehensive or they just have this idea of how other people are, you know, they don't really go about associating with people they don't, they don't know about or they don't, they don't think they could uh, have a respectable conversation with or whatever just and i think and, and because of the, i think that's why pe- that's why we're also uh just in our bubble as i believe you meant and just just missing out on so many damn things it's funny you watch movies and every now and then you just like you watch a movie where uh, a black person and a white person realize that like the help <laughs> or like bring down the house or whatever where you know just I was like oh we're not that different that's how we can get along like this 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 how it is every day <laughs> just hey just just roll up on a black person and just talk to them about and they'll probably yeah, go through the same thing well that's but, that's Pollyanna shit too. Like if you that's, and that's you just cursed. Not how, okay, you know, can we not I, say that? Yeah, and I forgot to, to tell you. That. Oh, Pollyanna bleep. Yeah, Pollyanna bleep. I don't know where I can use. I don't know what you can put on the. I'm new to this, so yeah, uh, this is your first time. Yeah, crap. Does that work? Yeah, I just keep going, man. Can I say crap? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's it's Pollyanna crap. I don't think that a lot of uh, the portrayals of uh, African American men and women interacting with white people are necessarily i mean for the most part they're they're probably good but like it's it usually kind of comes down to like oh they're just like us and i think that's a that's kind of a slippery slope right like it's just like we have to figure out that that we should just have that at baseline baseline is like oh we're just all the same people uh and this is uh we but at the same time having the understanding that there is a historical significance that has occurred over the last 150 years more than that but uh, 150 years uh that that there's that black people have not had the same rights and that's what uh whenever we go to these uh the 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 whistle the whistle signaling here is uh, uh when we say make america great again we're talking about a different time yeah. we're talking well, to- and also uh just if there is stuff you don't understand it you know, within your your culture and in your upbringing and like if somebody else says like oh oh I, you know I, you know I, my people do this or my people do that or just in my in you know in in my upbringing or whatever and just like just just respect that and, and just accept it for what it is like oh not this, but not if I say that because there's 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 a different there's a different um. Wait, wait, you're not, but, you're not when you say that, when you... I, I, because if I, if I told you, like, my, because, uh, again, I can tell you that I came from a family, not my immediate family, but, uh, I have, uh, like, my grandfather and some other people that are, um, they were born at a different time. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that's, yeah. A, that's a euphemism for that they are kind of racist. And I have to deal with them on email, and it is—it's uh, suffocating. It's well, I mean, awful. Well, I was talking about in terms that. of like people in your age bracket, and just people that are—I yeah, I realize there are old people who who are set in their ways. Hell, mm-hmm. I live with a bunch of them, so yeah, I'm, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. But just in terms of just people just trying to uh, just just trying to make themselves. I mean, like yesterday, the you know there was news that Scarlett Johansson. Was gonna play a trans uh, character in a movie. I haven't been keeping up with my Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and news. like and, and, and actual trans act- actresses. That there, that would be more yeah, likely. And, and, and trouble had, with that. Yeah. So yeah. So 
just I, I often think like we we need to you know that's been need, a problem in Hollywood though by yeah for a long time exactly but I think we need <laughs> to let get to a point where people can say can some roll up to somebody and say hey like just 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 make me understand help me understand I just, or at least help me understand mm-hmm. and I think people aren't willing to do that. People don't want to go because they're going to have. Oh, I gotta, I gotta be considerate about people and and other people and other races, other whatever, and just because they would much prefer to be said in their ways than just to uh, just to adapt and uh, it uh, to progress. I th- I think it's also on the other extreme. I think that the conversation's gone to the point where like we just if you're talking on the other side of whatever spectrum uh it doesn't matter what the conversation might be but it's gotten to the point where especially in social media where people don't realize that there's someone else on the other side of the screen where it's just yelling it's just yelling and being really very vulgar and and vitriolic and it's a really mean (laughs) like you read you read it and it's like oh that's a that's a mean person. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I think the natural instinct is that you just respond in kind, and it kind of goes down a very uh, uh, bad path in that situation. So I, I think it's the discourse. I think there's a there's a very there's a there's bad communication right now mm-hmm. in terms of how we differ in opinions. Um, and uh, but then also I'll also just not a uh, uh, I'm not gonna BS this. That that works right. BS. Yeah. I'm new to this. I can't say the bull bullet, but uh, I, I'm not going to BS this. Like, I think that there are some people that you just can't communicate with. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> that they just are not receptive. Yeah. They're not receptive to that type of uh, communication. And they're already, um, they're, they're pretty much already um, uh, set in their own ways. And yeah. so that's, that's kind of the, the people that are the toughest to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So. But. All right, that was 20 minutes. And uh so we're going to get this thing going now. This is uh I guess well, I guess we'll say it, the most patriotic show <laughs> on uh KPFT. This is uh the Sour Hour. Let's go.
Trump thugs, dot gov, the man in a high castle in a hot tub. We locked in a pond casket, it's washed up like plastic surgery. Classic perjury, the way to complete the fifth to the thirteenth and stop the search me. Controversy, them boys in the clansmen hoods is thirsty, but hate me. Population from the land they stole In the name government, rich white men Why the rest be suffering? Run for the lockdown orders In like Flint ain't got clean water Cause the politics never come clean Can y'all believe this 2017? George Bush don't care about black people 2017 and Donald Trump is the sequel so I say what Kanye won't What the f*** up and get the people what they want Man, it's all love, but the youth is confused Your music is 2020, but then political views is blurred I ain't tryna leave your name slurred Cause honestly, I idolize you on everything my word But I gotta say what need be said Cause I ain't f***ing with the hat with the colors that's white and red I know some people wish I act white instead And say I use my pigment as a manifestation to get ahead that, everything I do, I do it right To teach the people that they had the power to fight And not with semi-automatic bullets in the night So everybody everywhere, listen to this fact Nobody treated equally, especially the black. If you don't get it the first time, bring it back now Everybody gotta fight for equal rights Cause the richest people in the whole world equal rights To make it happen, no, we gon' need patience And not violence, giving hospitals more patience now Don't burn down a mom and pop shop I'm just as angry another person got shot Don't be angry at the color of their skin Just be happy that as a people we can begin again and I'ma tell you what I need right now I'ma tell you what we all need I need my people of color Don't run from Trump, run against them Never had an education, only no probation. Never had a job, never had an education. Yeah, I never had a chance in this world. I never had one. No, I never had one. 
People out here hungry, barely staying afloat. Makes you think about survival. What is survival? The idea that there's something to survive is a scary concept, especially here, the land of the free. In America, makes you ask, what is America? White folks, black folks, Koreans, Latinos. Are we Americans? Are we the corporation? What are we working towards? What are we working for, if so? What are the benefits? Are they going to take care of me? Will I be able to feed my family? We can define hope, the fear that something may or may not happen. We got to work together, it seems, and that sounds great. Without an understanding of what that means, it just leaves us looking at what it is and defining. It just leaves us, period, land of the free and the home of the slave, surviving. surviving, surviving. The Negro is to be free. He must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-asserted manhood his own emancipation proclamation. Disrespect my mom in and out of her 
ashamed of where I was from You gotta go out and get it, not wait for it to come Never been addicted to that coke or that rum Never took a life with a gun or harmed a human for fun But I got a few gangsters who protect me and my son You can't get into formation without information This country's in peril, too many niggas hating We think being famous is the same as reparations We think smoking weed is the same as meditation Or others are using it as a form of medication Incarceration is the new black vacation I'm trying to practice this hope with a whole lot of patience I want to feel American pride with lots of cadence We the only people on the planet taught to hate our culture While others exploit, eat off of it like vultures Stress from the inside like ulcers Racist government stretch from D.C. to Tulsa Ain't you tired of the bullshit and the lies? Ain't you tired of the murders and the cries? Meanwhile, Kim trailing in the sky But y'all don't wanna hear that on your music or your rhymes How you gon' matter if you think that you better? And cause you got some money that your water's more wetter Ha 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 jokes on you while you an actor You got less influence on your kids than the average rapper Got the nerve to walk around with your chest poked out While your daughter's getting turned out and son's getting smoked out Man, let's get these votes out so we can get these racist folks out Hello, yeah, that's there we go. Um, yeah, uh, this is uh the Sour Hour, aka everything is canceled on uh KPFT HD two, not three two. I'm Craig D. Lindsay, aka Black Larry David, <laughs> aka Anastasia Beaverhausen, aka Patterson Foreal. A.K.A. Dark Bojack Horseman. A.K.A. a bunch of other stuff. And uh, if you want to get at me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. MySpace. Yes, MySpace. Uh, you can hit me up at uh, Uncle Crizzle you, uh, at U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. Uh, if you want to let me know that you're listening to this show, go you know just hashtag the Sour Hour, and uh, just let me know you're listening to this damn thing. And uh, if you want to listen to this sh- episode and previous episodes, much like it, uh, you can go on my uh, Mixcloud page, uh, mixcloud.com/slash Uncle Crizzle. Okay, let me uh, tell you what the hell you've been listening to. Um, starting at the, it was a special America block. Uh, starting with um, America by Prince and the Revolution from the uh, Around the World in a Day album. That's a good one. And, uh, yeah, we got, uh, what was this? This is Logic Track. Uh, yeah, it was America uh, from his uh, his Everybody album. And that features uh, Black Thought, uh, Chuck D, No ID, and other people. And uh, the final uh, track was um, America uh, by The Crossroads, which is uh, Raheem Devon and uh, Wes Felton, W. Ellington Felton, as I remember, uh, featuring Raquel Rob Brown, also called America. And, uh, you know, this is a very uh, patriotic yet very cynical episode of the Sour Hour. And um, I wanted to, to talk to somebody about... America. I mean, we already talked earlier with uh, Will, uh, my new best friend, and uh, let's see if I could uh, get 
uh, my girl uh, on the uh, on the FaceTime here. Let me see if I can do this here. See if she's she's willing to talk. FaceTime's going. Okay. Hello, Adrian. How you doing? Okay. How are you? Fine. Uh, nice to see you at the house there. Um, could you uh, let... Uh, well, I mean, do you want me to introduce you or do you want to introduce yourself? Why don't you introduce me, Craig? Okay. Uh, this is Adrian Johnson Martin. She is uh, a person I called up literally 90 minutes ago uh, to see about... Uh, being a guest on my show since the guest who was supposed to be here uh, canceled on me. And uh, she, uh, she, I used to uh, work for her. If you will, she's, she's one of my uh, former editors at the uh, newspaper that will not be named back in Raleigh. And uh, she and I go, uh, go way back. And uh, she is currently, you still uh, editing over at uh, Duke Magazine? Yes. Okay. The you're, uh, alumni magazine for duke university all right so uh yeah uh, thank you uh for being on the sour hour you're welcome it's my pleasure craig okay and uh yeah just be honest with you i i just, I just need a friend right now because <laughs> uh you know it seems like you know things are dire and it's it's hard to uh you know, come up with hope considering like, I, you know, it's just, I don't know how, how people do it. Just wander around thinking everything is, 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 is blase squase as a friend of mine would say. And, uh, just things, I, I, I know, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty good. A little sleepy, but other than that, things are good. You know, I think the way you, how do you have hope? When things are dire, um, you just have to know that that's a temporary state. Mm -hmm. That it's always—it's going to that you've been at dire before, and you got out of it. Yeah. So, and you—I think you've been there dire before. Yeah, I've been there several times. Uh, but uh, yeah, especially considering because we're both. Uh, former uh, newspaper vets, and we've been down there in the trenches, and uh, what happened pre uh, previously uh, with the um, events happened at the Capitol Gazette. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where it's just it's bad enough that it new newspapers are dying anyway, but now there's a good chance you might die while working in a newspaper. Well, hopefully there's not a good chance. You know, hopefully that's in that was an aberration, but um I do I did feel like um I do feel, you know, a lot of sadness or emotion around the idea that there are people who are very um aggressive towards journalists and mm -hmm. journalism and under and devalue it um, and devalue the people who do it. That does make me sad. I was glad to see, I mean, that after that incident, um, some people went to their local newspapers and places and, you know, brought food over or brought, um, mm. you know, said we appreciate you. So, I mean, I'm glad to see, was glad to see those acts of kindness, but in general to see kind of the state of journalism now is depressing. Yes. It's, yeah. I mean, let's talk about it. Cause I mean, you're, you're a vet from way back. I mean, I remember tell you telling me just, you used to work at the LA times yes. and just, you know, back in, back in the, the hay when people look to the newspapers uh for for info and and news and basically it just it's it's gotten to the point now where the 
newspapers, journalism in general, general are seen as, as, as the enemy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a tough, I would say probably, um, decade, you know, I mean, besides yeah. the, what happened with the recession mm-hmm. when the layoffs started happening and then, um, all of, and now, um, having, you know, I mean, I guess uh, there are people who believe it, that believe this way and thought this way before our current administration, but also <laughs> our current administration is not helping the situation. Yeah, because they're, they're making it seem um, like it makes it seem like it's okay to not believe what uh, professional journalists say. About what's going on in the world, especially what's going on Absolutely. in this administration. Yeah. And to just think that it's not valuable or necessary or that there's always an agenda and there's, you know, I, but I think, and I think, you know, on, in some ways, um, some media don't help the case because, I mean, there are sort of partisan at least broadcast station, you know, there's MSNBC, there's Fox, you know, so you see there are two agendas there. There are some newspapers who kind of can't, well, I think a lot of journalism in general just can't figure out how to handle, how to cover this president Mm -hmm. in the way, because he's so atypical, they don't know how, they're using the same rules of journalism we always have and you can't really do that but it's hard to figure out what to do so I mean it's a confusing time on top of that so it's it's a tough time but I, I don't I just tend to feel like think things are worse when um, when you're in the middle of it but not, and it's hard to see how to get out of it at the moment, but that you just go through the difficult stuff and then you get up to the other side of it. So okay. I don't know. Um, my new best friend, Will, I believe, uh, has, has a question for you. Are you, are you willing sure. to field questions? I will field the question. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, yeah, no, I... I totally agree with you and i think uh how journalism is perceived now today in the in the greater like the zeitgeist right now is is really fascinating for anything but um i think the interesting uh the interesting thing is fake news everyone hears fake news and how we uh how we handle that now because it is interesting you know in the 60s and 70s we had three different major uh, sources of news from TV, and then we have our local newspapers, and that's how we mm-hmm. that's how we digested and consumed news. And now we get news from Jenny McCarthy on blogs, and that's why we have like a anti-vaccination you know thing now, which is right interesting, uh, especially coming from someone that works in public health. And I think the interesting thing is now is like I I I think. The, if you want to look at distal causes of this, it's it's a problem with how we how we teach students how to critically think. Uh, I think that's mm. kind of where the the breakdown is. Um, we don't know how to we don't know how to teach someone to digest, go on the internet and look at something and like see something that's editorial or something that's actually um, you know first person journalism because that's just. Uh, hard to find few in between now uh and i think there is um there's a legitimate problem with the the terminology of fake news because that's being weaponized now by our president uh if he thinks that if anything that he disagrees with is you know is is wrong then he calls it fake news so how do journalists as yourself because i'm not one I just write, uh, but not in as a journalist. Uh, but how do journalists yourself like? How do you combat that? Like, how do you, 
how do, I, I know this is a atypical president, and I think there has got to be some kind of leeway in terms of how you handle dealing with this person, uh, especially if you're a, a White House correspondent. But how do you deal with him? Like, how, how do you handle this? Well, <laughs> that's I know. a lot. That's a lot of yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about <laughs> just, to just just boil 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 it down. I, guess I would say boil it down so, to. So let me break it apart a little okay. bit. Just to, disintegrate. Yes, because I think you know to your point about the way people think and whether they're thinking critically. I mean, I think you could argue that there have always been in the earliest days of journalism and maybe of, you know, history, there've always been people who didn't really think. Of know? course, there's Yale journalism. I right? mean, uh, this has happened or, forever. I mean, there's always been people who consumed information, who were like, got the information and just, you know, didn't, weren't critical, weren't smart, mm-hmm. were flat out stupid. You know what I mean? Like, that's always <laughs> yeah. existed. Of course. So, it that so i i think you're right to me it's more that there's as you point out there's so many information sources that people on the one hand it just makes them lazy that mm-hmm. they just accept everything as the information source mm-hmm. and don't discern it or they get overwhelmed or they just look for what they want what sounds right right so there's some of that but i think what journalists need to do is just sort of um, I always think like take a breath and reset and remember like news values. So, for instance, I think when um, Melania Trump wore that jacket with mm-hmm. the writing on the back. Mm-hmm. OK, like at this point, um, it, it, I think it's fair to say that we know that uh, or even that without being a journalist, Clearly, that was um, intentional, you know, yeah. because she's a grown woman. No right. woman over the age of like 30 with a jacket <laughs> with writing on the back. Right. You know, so it was something she meant to do. Well, let's say she and even she, didn't know that. Like, who who would do that? Who let's, Exactly. Like, give, give, give her the benefit of the doubt. Somebody wants to get the hell out. It was something <laughs> it was like a distress it. call. So we could... Um, so you're a journalist and maybe you cover Melania, the White House, whatever you want to call it. So you're looking at that. So in a pure journalistic way, uh, you would just go like, huh, why is she wearing that jacket? So <laughs> then you would ask. <laughs> and if the answer was, oh, well, she didn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, but that's not what happens now. It doesn't stop there. It goes into this thing where we had to keep talking about, did it mean something? Well, like just the act becomes news and you just like compound that. Then you give them, especially this administration, the opportunity to say, oh, well, they're paying attention to, to that instead of, you know, all this other thing. So it's it's sort of like this desire to, and I think it, the advent of the internet is a big part of it to just keep news going, to keep interest going, distracts from the actual act of journalism, right. which is supposed to just to be about right. facts. Or like in a, NFL players and, kneeling, or yeah. now we're talking about Melania's uh, jacket. I think the interesting thing with the Melania jacket, that's an interesting example, but she's a model. Like there's obviously she understands what she's wearing and what she's doing. Absolutely. That's like her whole profession. That's She right. makes a point out of what she is wearing. So Exactly. I I think it kind of it kind of ends there, but um, but yeah, yeah but I, it doesn't it doesn't anymore. It keeps going into <laughs> like, like all these things allows them to spin, allows them to remake their point, and right. say, oh, see, the media doesn't care about important things. So I think we like we have to get out of that trap, yeah, get out of that thinking, and get back to like we're supposed to inform people. Right. And, you know, and th- inform them. Right. She wore this jacket. That's it. Keep it moving. What's the next thing? But it's all clickbait. You know? Yeah. It's all clickbait. It's all clickbait. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's all. Yeah. I want to say this is, this is beautiful. 
Uh, just the the fact that I, I didn't I, I didn't mean to spring this on you, Adrian, but it's just like apparently, uh, you know, it's like Will had a lot of things to say, and he he was looking at somebody to fill in some gaps for him. So, and also like uh, shout out to uh, Will's girlfriend, who's been tr- who's been uh, giving out signals. Like, uh, will you shut up, man? These are <laughs> these are grown folks talking. Could you? Could you could you keep your your opinions to a minimum? But uh, but I mean, was this? I think I'm keeping my opinions to a minimum. I mean, was this was this a healthy conversation for you, my dear? For me? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is, this is great, Craig. I always like talking to you. You know that. You weren't talking no, wait, to me. You were talking that to Will. Yeah. I, you, Will. I don't even know Will, and I already like him. All right, like cool. Too. That's 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 nice. All right, uh, just, uh, you know, we're about to wrap it up here. So uh, can you tell people where they can contact you, where they let you know, and every- where you're at, and just everything? Uh, I'm on Twitter at I'm a Joe Martin, A-M-A-J-O Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> uh, thank you uh, very much, uh, Adrian, for... Uh, for for being there for me i appreciate it and hopefully uh one day you know we meet up again and stuff will happen okay nice to meet have you Adrian. A good night all right you too nice yeah. to meet you bye-bye bye bye okay and uh all right well that's uh we're about to wrap this up here so um we'll let people know where they can contact you and everything uh, nowhere. No one, please. I am on Facebook, but, uh, you can. I couldn't hear the other side of the conversation. I was just trying to, like, you know, kind of feel. Yeah. Oh, you can't. Yeah, it's on no, the yeah. headphones. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of us. We're novices here. I, just not I knowing am this. curious to go back and listen. I well, I mean, just, I'll, I'll, I'll pass along, but you, people can't <laughs> find you anywhere. You can't sadly. find me anywhere. And, uh, You'll find me on Facebook. I'm Will Shropshire. Sometimes you can find yeah. me if you don't want to. Well, uh, this is a uh, Craig D. Lindsay. I'm just, uh, you know, closing it out. I just want to say this. This goes out to Sarah Huckabee Sanders right there. <laughs> you say. I only hear what I want to You say I talk so all the time So And I thought what I felt was simple And I thought that I don't belong But now that I am leaving Now I know that I did something wrong Cause I missed you Yeah I missed you You say I only hear what I want to I don't listen hard I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running To anyone, anywhere don't understand if you really care I'm only hearing negative No, 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 no So I turn the radio on I turn the radio on And this woman is singing my song Lover in love but the others run away Lover is crying cause the other won't stay So I discover only waiting for the other Who was dying since the day they were born Well, well, since I've got Think that I'm going, but I'm gone. I thought I'd live forever, and now I'm not too sure. I try to tell me that I'm clever, but that don't take me anyhow. Anywhere with you. You said that I was naive, and I thought that I was strong. I thought, hey, I can leave, I can leave. But I know that I was wrong, cause I missed you. Call me cause you want me to be loving and you know it's everything but I keep her, but don't keep me anytime. Stay 
to lose And you say Stay You say I only hear what I want to Beautiful.